This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com L-E-X-I-E. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics, and Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. Hi, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast. I woke up this morning feeling suspicious. Something was up. I don't know exactly what. Nothing's inherently wrong. I feel pretty good, all things considered. But it was strange. And they say it's you know, my diary podcast. So I felt, let's start off with how I am at this exact moment where I feel awake, I feel alert, I feel clear-headed, but there's something, there's there's something happening and I'm not sure exactly what it is. And I'm feeling incredibly existential. I had a great day yesterday and my friend asked me a really interesting question while we were in line for breakfast. She asked me, do you think this is your first time on earth? And it was in the context of me sharing my feelings about my mom and saying, you know, it's both of our first times. And she said, do you really think that? Do you really think it's your first time here on earth? And I paused to think about it for a second because I've never had an unequivocal knowing that this is not my first time. So I said to her, maybe it is. It really could be. How many times do you think you've been here? And she's like, I'm not sure, but I know that I chose to come back. And that erupted into one of the most beautiful conversations. And she is really lucky. This this friendship is one of the most special friendships that I have. It's incredibly sacred to me. And if I've ever thought that someone was put in my life for a purpose, she is absolutely one of those people. We met when we were four, four or five years old. We were children, small children. It was at a summer camp in Virginia. She's not even from Virginia. She's from Michigan, and her divorced dad lived in 
Virginia and her mom would have her spend the summers with her sister there and he would drop them off at camp. Both of our names were Alexandra and that's all it takes when you're a kid to make yourself a friend. But I had a ton of summer camp friends. I actually had a friend that I would argue that I was even closer with than Alex. But Alex and I remained in each other's lives. We met when we were five. Her dad ended up leaving Virginia, so she had no connections to the state anymore. Moved to Arizona. I moved to Los Angeles. Then she ended up going to school in Virginia Well, after I left Virginia, so we just missed each other, but there was still that commonality. I moved to New York and she moved to LA and then I found myself back in LA. So this friend that I met because we had the same name when we were five years old, is still one of my best and closest friends. And now we get to live in the same city. Didn't even describe our actual relationship. That's just logistics about maintaining a long distance friendship when you are a child. I do not know how that happened, but we did it. And I've grown apart from so many camp friends. So it's not just like, you know, that camp bond's not like anything else. All the odds were against us, but on the different side of the same coin, what odds? If it was meant to happen, it would. And I think it's happening as as it's meant to and i am very spiritual i'm absolutely in tune with that aspect of my beliefs and so when i meet someone who's not i forget that that is so common i was on a trip a couple weeks ago and i think i jokingly was like this one's for god i don't know what i said and she looked at me and laughed and was like as if we're not all atheists i said you're oh no i'm a believer Call it God, call it the universe, whatever you need. And I, she looked at me like I was funny. And I was looking at her like she was funny, but it's all fine. Believe whatever you want. If you want to believe that you enter Earth, you live this experience, and your life ends when you're in the ground, sure. Who am I to tell you? There's just as much reason to believe as there is to not. So believe whatever you want. But the question of, is this my first time on Earth, really stumped me. Oh, Alex is so special. And her family, they all talk to each other about these things. For example, there are different types of clairvoyance, one of them being clairaudient, where you hear things. And this was a gift that she had when she was a child. And it's so beautiful that she was able to share these things with her mom, and her mom was like, I know, I know. There was one moment where God, the universe, came to her and gave her a message about her mom and her family. And she tells her mom, hey, I just got this message. Her mom's response is, I knew it. (laughs) What her daughter had heard is something that her mom had known and just got confirmation for it. And that is so special because I know if that happened, my parents would have question marks all over their face. They're like, what, honey? Are you okay? Do you need to lie down? So she's very lucky for that. And I feel lucky to have her having friends that I can discuss these ideas with gives me a lot of peace and a lot of comfort in the experience of being here because sometimes it you know you become so entangled with earthly obligations that you forget that it's all a playground and having a question being asked is this your first time on earth really put me back in my place of oh yeah this is just part of it it's just part of the experience I'm not here forever and this is one option that I can have. I don't know what else is out there. I don't know if there's other experiences to be had and Earth is one, if the human thing is one. Also, if you weren't ready for an existential conversation, buckle up, come on a trip with me. But also if you're just driving in your car and you're like, I just wanted a cute little conversation about the trips you've been on and, you know, what you and your friends are up to. <laughs> like, this is what me and my friends are up to. 
this is what we're talking about. And for those that have been a longtime listener or if you are a new listener, let me read you the description of this podcast just to remind you what you've clicked on. The At Lexi Podcast. Diary of a Gen Z. Lexi Lombard spends half her life on the ground and the other half in the clouds. This coming-of-age podcast will answer your real-life questions, but explore your daydreams too. This is that other side. We're not on the ground today. We're in the clouds. Let's talk. I know there's some of you listening to this, and you'll have a casual knowing that it's not your first time on Earth, because I would argue that it's not a deep inner knowing, and it's just sort of like, I'm 5'7", my pants are blue, this is not my first time on Earth. And then this had me thinking about the relationships that I've had potentially with other people in other lifetimes, and if we're here in different bodies meeting, I'm sure you guys have at least had that because soulmates are rudimentary spiritual beliefs that people can get on board with when you meet someone and you've met them before you just know it you just know it there's no other way to put it for example i can think of three people one's a family member one was a boyfriend and one's a random person that i i don't know why we're still in contact it doesn't make sense to me but there's something there there's some there's some soul contract, and I don't know what the purpose is, but I would argue that there was only one family member that I knew I had met in a previous lifetime, and that was my grandpa. There was something there. It was not our first time because, of course, there was the grandchild love that he had for me, but there was something otherworldly. I felt safe with him in a way that was beyond the realm of the planet. And what I think is interesting is that right after he passed i met the next person and it was just the timing was i don't know these it feel it's hard to talk about this on the podcast because these are incredibly personal details and this is also something that is incredibly sacred simultaneously it feels a disservice to not discuss this because there are absolutely times where i show up here and i want to tell you about rock climbing i want to tell you about my instagram series i want to talk about that that's not where I'm at today. I have a couple things on the list that are more grounded. You know, a current favorite outfit that I have. How good I feel in my body and what I think is contributing to that. I'll talk about those in a sec, but I have to get this out. I have no idea what it looks like before and after this, but I do believe that there is a beyond. It does help me feel connected. It also makes experiences hold less weight. It also makes big deals not feel like a big deal and we're here to learn whatever we need to learn maybe your lesson is between you and your parent maybe it's from your pet maybe it's something that happened on a trip someone met you and you heard the right thing at the right time there aren't coincidences then i have a hard time putting death into this conversation because things feel so divine but then if i think about my mom i mean if i'm being oh it's so hard to be like this honest <sighs> Not to be this honest with myself, but to be this honest out loud. Oh, I can't. I honestly can't say it. it's making my legs hurt. Um, I think my mom stayed as long as she could. And I believe that. I don't think she could have made it longer. I think she made it longer than anyone thought. But I do believe that. <sighs> my chest is tight. I'm also such a person who's so sensitive. <laughs> What am I doing? I'm in this random little box in Venice chatting about my feelings. 
I wish I could say something clever and witty. Sorry for saying something so beautiful and true. <laughs> Let's all take a deep breath after that one. If you don't need it, take it on my behalf, okay? Let's breathe in through the nose. Hold for three. Then exhale. All right, ready? Breathe in. breathe more I'm holding my breath too often we can talk about my body though we can go on to that I feel so good in my body right now and I think the key for this physical comfort is warming up I started rock climbing towards the end of the summer and I would just show up at the gym and find climbs that looked interesting and then as I started going more often I was a little sore or I felt like I needed to stretch something, so then I developed a warm-up routine. And warm-ups aren't fun, but now it's gotten to the point that I feel the physical difference of when I stretch my body, and everything in my life is more comfortable. Walking, sitting, lying down, shaving, washing my hair, braiding my hair, things that used to tire me out, I just feel stronger. I know rock climbing has impacted this as well like I'm I'm stronger than I have been in a long time well I don't know I've been strong for a while but I'm in really great shape right now really great shape and I'm not tight or stiff which feels really great because I've been strong and stiff before and now I'm strong and and loose <laughs> I was trying so hard to think of another word than that flexible and strong which feels really great and I go to the gym maybe four times a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. I would say I average about four, but I'd say three to five. And then I'm warming up three to five days a week, which is something I really wasn't doing in my adult life at all. The last time I really had warm-ups were sports. Maybe if we do a warm-up in a workout class, but a lot of times that's quick, and I'd still only be going to those maybe twice a week. And I've been walking again. I went to New York a few weeks ago, and I had just been walking so much and I forgot how much I enjoyed walking. So I try to go on at least a short walk every day if I can. But I don't call it like time to move your body. I'm, I get myself out of the house by saying you need fresh air. You need fresh air, which is something that I need just as much as walking. But I feel really good. And everything has kind of fallen into place because I've had weird times with my body before. I think a lot of us have. The relationship with your physical body is such an intense one. I mean, I've had chapters where the relationship is not healthy. It's not supportive. It's rigid. It's strict. It's out of fear. This one, this feels calm and lovely and reliable and easygoing and definitely coming from love. If you can find a physical activity you like, it'll make fitness or keeping your body in shape so much easier. This is advice that is said a lot. I'm not the first or the last to say it. And sports and activity, they don't need to be as cut and dry as running or weightlifting. You know what my mom's sport was? Shopping. She loved to walk around a mall. She could buy things. She might not buy things, but she was walking. That's how she got her steps in, shopping. And because I live in a neighborhood with shops, when I'm getting my fresh air, you best believe I'm taking little breaks in stores, looking at inventory, just to make the walk more interesting. So your physical activity could be anything. The other note that I had was the outfit concept. Do you remember when it became a bit trendier to wear 
wasn't a trend. It was a quieter trend. Wearing trousers, but then you'd have a t-shirt and sneakers with it. I think that's so cute. Love a little high-low moment. Trousers, leather belt, graphic tee, sneaks. Easy, fun. Right now, I'm enjoying doing the opposite. I have on Adidas track pants with loafers and a cashmere sweater. And it's so cute. It's the opposite. I have on casual pants with nice shoes and a nice top. High-low, just swapped. It's comfortable. I like it a lot. I recommend you try. Get yourself some dress shoes. I think this would also look cute with ballet flats. I love loafers, though. My friend Alex, who I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, her style is so different than mine. And whenever she comes over, I love to dress her. So I put her in a pair of jeans. And then I had her roll the jeans like you would Sophie shorts. Then I put her in the loafers that I'm wearing right now. And then I had her in like this vintage sort of like 90s sweater that was very... I think it's Tommy Hilfinger, but it has sort of like a Roxy vibe to it and gave her a pair of my sunglasses. I was like, you look so good. And I love the Pick My Fit series. I'm going to talk about that in every episode. I have a new Instagram series. People come over, raid my closet, pick out an outfit for the event that I have them dress me for. It's been so fun because now I'm rediscovering my closet. And I think this is a great concept for anybody. I love it as a show. But I also think it's fun to have your friends pick out outfits. The sweater that I'm wearing right now, I've been wearing it, I think I've worn it three times in the last week. And this was one that I had not worn in a year. So thank you. This one was a a pick from Lexi J. This week's episode, I have Sydney Carlson coming over this week. And then I'm scheduling with Lil Mami Lani. So look out for those. So far, the episodes have Lexi J, Dom Roberts, Ellis Snyder, and Drew McDonald. Drew Mac. I love them all. They've all killed it. Someone asked me recently, which outfit was your favorite? I said, I actually love them all so much. But the outfit that I would pick out for you at the moment would be track pants, nice shoes, and a nice top. Those are all my notes for this episode. I had, is this your first time on earth? Unequivocal knowing? Question mark. Casual knowing? Question mark. Soul contracts, soulmates, communication with God. Then I have sweatpants with nice top and shoes, and then warm-ups are the key for physical comfort. So, I ask on Instagram every single week for you to participate in these episodes, so let's get into those. My Instagram handle is Lexi, just like the name of this podcast, but first, a word from today's sponsors. I am a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. (laughs) And one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine you do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does a hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code Lexi. 
it was time for me to create a website. It was a long time coming. I have a ton of graphic design that I've made back in the day, thumbnails I've made for YouTube, YouTube videos, hosting gigs that I want to be able to show as a portfolio. So I made one on Squarespace and this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It truly is such a user-friendly experience when it comes to making websites. If you have no idea where to start, they can make it look gorgeous for you. It's very user-friendly. But then if you also have a very specific vision, you're able to do that here as well. They also have email campaigns. You can easily collect all of your email subscribers on your site and then build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. You can introduce your brand to subscribers with welcome emails or announce an upcoming sale or send your top customers a discount code. There's built-in analytics that measure the impact of every send. Head to squarespace.com Lexi and save 10% off on your first purchase of a website or domain using code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E. Ginny wages. How do you combat the holiday blues? I'm getting into the spirit. I listened to Christmas songs on the way here. I was at a birthday party last week and they had their Christmas tree already up in their family room. The boys were talking to each other and they're like, yeah, if you wait till after Thanksgiving to put your tree up or get the music on, it's too late. You don't have enough time. I was like, maybe they're right. Maybe I should start listening to Christmas music. So I started today and I loved it. I did classic Christmas. It was the Christmas classics on Spotify. I think I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas is the most ridiculous, adorable song. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, perfect. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm getting into the spirit. That's how I'm combating the holiday blues. Also, I'm trying to take a walk before sunset every night, as often as I can. If that ends up being four times, if that ends up being seven times, great, but I'm at least trying, trying to get fresh air. Lastly, I'm spending this week trying to figure out a trip to take for Christmas. My cousin and I are going to spend it together. And I think planning, getting ideas up in the air will also help combat it. Maya wants to know the last dream that I remember. I mean, last night I was giving presentations in my dream, which I haven't had that experience since school. And I wasn't prepared for it. And I think that's one of the worst feelings in school when you are sitting in class and everybody's giving their presentations and you know that you're coming up at some point and you don't exactly have what you need to say prepared. I was rarely in that scenario, but I mean, I definitely have experienced that. I don't have a conscious memory of it um, or like a specific memory of it, but I definitely know the feeling. And then the last moment that I saw before I woke up was this friend that I knew in high school. It was like a variation of him. It like kind of looked like him, but it kind of wasn't. He announced that he was pregnant. I mean, him and his girlfriend were pregnant. And then I woke up and then I felt suspicious (laughs) when I came here. So that's the last dream I remember. That one was on the more realistic side. Sometimes they're more abstract. That one wasn't. Julia wants to know, how would you describe your sexuality? Do you feel like it's changed over time? Um, That's a good question. How would I describe my sexuality? I don't really care to put a particular label on it. I'm probably straight, but would I have a girlfriend? I guess that would make me bi. Like, yeah, I would have a girlfriend. I would date someone that's trans. I guess that makes me pansexual, but I don't feel passionate enough to use that label. I I love that the media says love is love, and as time has gone on, the freedom for people to love whoever they want is becoming more and more accepted. I've been fortunate enough that I fall into the normal conventional box that if I dated and married a man, I would probably be fine with that, and that's something that I could see for myself very clearly. 
if it ended up differently, I'd also be fine with that. I never felt fear from my family. I think my family would maybe be like, all right, whatever, life's yours. But I, I don't think that it would turn into anything scary. I'm also an adult now, so I don't really know what they would do. You know, it's not like they could cut me off. I'm on my own. So I have never had fear about that because I probably wasn't even thinking about anything except for boys until I was 18. I was also a late bloomer. So by the time I was even thinking about other options, I was on my own and financially independent. So I never had anything hanging over my head that what I could be doing is wrong because there would be no punishment for it in terms of me getting cut off, which I think is a fear for a lot of people. So I would describe my sexuality as I get crushes on energy. I'm always asked my type. People love to ask types. I'm like, I don't have a type. If I lined up everyone I slept with or everyone I had a crush on, there wouldn't be much in common besides the fact that I was drawn to them. But I'm not drawn to a certain look, a certain vibe, a certain career. I'm not really closed off. And as time goes on, the less closed off I become. Cora wants to know my favorite podcast to listen to. I went through a big phase of listening to the Huberman Lab podcast. I haven't listened in a while because now I listen to audiobooks, which I just finished Britney Spears' book. It was sad. Her childhood was interesting. I didn't know very much about it. And then her rise to stardom was fun to listen to. And then once the breakup started happening and the chaos of the tabloids, those chapters I was, for whatever reason, not very interested in. It felt... Like, she wanted sympathy, which she deserves it, sure, but I just didn't care to listen. And then once we got to the conservatorship and the slowness of how stuck she was, my heart really went out to her. Being a grown woman, being deemed as crazy, and then having no way to tell anybody about it because you're exhausted and drugged and brainwashed and confused. It sounds like a living nightmare. I mean, she was living a nightmare. And I think it's adorable that her fans are the ones who got her out of it. But it was a sad story. I can't believe that we lived to have that go down with one of the biggest pop stars to ever exist. But I haven't been listening to podcasts because I've been listening to audiobooks. It's so interesting. I pay for Spotify Premium, and now I have access to books, so I'm listening to Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow right now. Excited about it. I just started yesterday. Kolocha? That's what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. I will be spending Thanksgiving in Morro Bay, which is a town in California that I've never been to before. A friend's family lives there. And what I've heard, it's a sleepy little beach town that's precious. And I'm looking forward to it. Maggie wants to know about food. What have I been cooking? I, <laughs> Tyra, my roommate and I, we both separately made big pots of pasta. And then we just have had the pots of pasta in our fridge. And every time we're hungry, we just scoop out what we need and have it as our meal. So that has been fun. I also was doing, I still do this, but I've evolved it. I have this breakfast that I make, which is a yogurt bowl. And I used to sweeten the yogurt with a little bit of jam. But I bought a pomegranate recently. And they're kind of jammy in themselves. So I've been using pomegranate seeds instead of jam. And it adds a sweetness and a fun little texture and then I'll add in you know all the brain food seeds power foods what are they called <laughs> superfoods hemp seeds chia seeds pumpkin seeds walnuts whatever I have it, it just whatever is in the pantry and then some oats and that's yummy 
So that's my breakfast every day. And then I'll sometimes have the same thing for lunch and dinner or I'll have, you know, I've been having for the last week whatever's in this pasta pot and then maybe I'll go out. There's a restaurant in Los Feliz that I love that I can't believe it took me this long to actually go to. It's called Lupiette Kitchen. It's on Vermont. It's French. They're a little slow, but the food's good. The breakfast... Oh, they have a soft scramble that's life-changing. And then I had steak frites for dinner last night. It's great. I, it's a poivre, and I love peppercorn sauce. It's one of my favorites. I used to get that at Cafe Stella, which I think is closed down. I don't exactly know what's happening there. So it's good to know that I can still get steak frites in the neighborhood. I don't love cooking unless it's for others. Making... Uh, okay, how would I describe this? There's cooking and then there's making food when it comes to feeding myself a lot of times I just make food like I would not call this yogurt bowl that I spent a minute and a half describing cooking I also think cooking requires heat but you know what I mean that's that's just making myself food when when I'm cooking I think that also involves love one of the parts of cooking is love making food it's not exactly a loving act it's an act of service but doesn't necessarily have (laughs) the thing is I hear myself but I'm also serious I mean every word I'm saying and I haven't been cooking lately I've been going to restaurants I love restaurants my parents loved restaurants I lived in New York and I think everybody in New York loves restaurants it's fun it's fun to be served and dined it's amazing and that's I haven't been cooking lately Such a runaround answer. Andrea wants to know, how do you recover from having acted really embarrassing on a night out? Around the kind of people who aren't really close friends, but who you're guaranteed to meet again, help. Take a break from drinking. I'm assuming that you have acted very embarrassing because of alcohol or drugs. And if you'd like to redeem your reputation, instead of hiding and then only going back out again when you want to get drunk, Go out, babysit a drink. You just want to let these people know that you're not a liability. But we've all been there. I've definitely had embarrassing nights. Everybody I know has also had embarrassing nights. So you're not alone in this experience. But if you feel as if you really embarrassed yourself and you're guaranteed to see these people again, let them know that you can control yourself and this is not a habit and that was out of character. But you're fine. Don't stress over it. Madison, this is an interesting question. How to not make each day feel like it's mashed into one? All right, so you're in autopilot and life is just becoming one long day. This this is a fun question to answer because you can fully control this. You have absolute control over doing this by adding different habits or activities into your time. So trying something new, whether it's taking a new route to work. If you normally listen to music, Listen to a podcast. If you normally listen to a podcast, try calling a friend. If you normally call a friend, try listening to a book. Something I do every so often, maybe seasonally or a couple times a year, is I'll rearrange furniture. That helps bring in a new era. My bed's in a different place than it was, and now my room feels new and it feels like there's a new chapter. Make something new to eat. Discover a new artist, a new album try a new restaurant, try to make a new friend, try a different style, try wearing a new outfit, 
the sky is the limit. There are so many options. Someone wants to know, how am I really, Michaela? How are you really? I'm pretty good now at the moment. I feel calm, collected. I felt alert. I told you, something was up this morning. I felt like I was a cop or a detective. Like, something's going on. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> whatever, it doesn't matter, but I'm fine now. I feel pretty good. Chunky Meatball, where do you listen to audiobooks? I was listening to Audible until I found out that you can listen to it on Spotify. So I might cancel my Audible subscription just because I already have a Spotify subscription. I'm not sure. But the system on Spotify could use some tweaks because I like on Audible how I can see what percentage of the book I have left or how, how much time. I don't know. I like, I like that kind of data and information. And I like that I have a library. So maybe I'll keep Audible. I'm not sure. Chunky Meepo also wants to know my Otessa Moshvik book rankings. I've only read three. Her most popular being My Year of Rest and Relaxation, and I would rank that number one. Then I read Eileen, and I would rank that number two. That one, they're both novels, and I like that she gets into the unhygienic and more foul sides of femininity. I think that's interesting, and it's something I hadn't read a lot, so I, I like her in general for that. And then I would rank in third place Homesick for Another World. Love the cover, love the title. It's a collection of short stories. It fell flat for me, but some people love it, but that's my rank. Jess, do you know your Myers-Briggs personality type? Someone just made me take this test at dinner. I got the protagonist. I don't remember what the, the, um, the letters were for it, but I remember that was the title. I don't follow Myers-Briggs, so I don't really know how this plays in. To things but that was the title that I got. Asen wants to know what would you do if you did not like your school, your university? Uh, if I was a freshman or a sophomore I would consider transferring. If I was a junior I would stick it out and then try to add other things into my life to make my life more fun. Whether that's trying a different friend group or getting a job or trying to take the best classes that I could, get the most out of the university experience and try to see another side of the university that I hadn't been experiencing. And if I was a senior, I'd absolutely just bite my tongue and stick it out. Noelle said, is it a red flag to date someone who's never been in a serious or long-term relationship? This is apparently more common than I thought. I've met people, and I know people in my personal life that are 27, 28, who have never had a serious or a long-term relationship. And... It feels a bit unfair to not date someone who's never dated because how are they supposed to ever date? And if they're open to being in a committed relationship with you, why not try? Because everybody has to have a first and just because they're a late bloomer in this department or they haven't met the right person doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. So I don't think it's necessarily a red flag, but you might have to do a bit of teaching or be a little bit more understanding because it is their first time, but I don't think it's necessarily a problem. Anne wants to know, do you ever want to get married? I'd love to get married. I think it'd be so sweet to be a wife. You know what I don't really care about, though? And, ugh, like, ugh. Something about weddings. I don't feel that for myself. I don't know what happened in a past life, if my wedding was horrible, but I have a deterrence of weddings. I'm like, I don't want that. Let me be married, but I don't need a wedding. Maybe I'll eat my words, but that's really how I felt for a long time. JC wants to know tips on how we can incorporate more playtime into our 20s 
I want to unlock my inner child. Never underestimate the potential of a park day or just spending a little time at the park. Last night, my friend and I went for the sunset. It's nice to be outside in the fresh air, in the grass. Easy. Takes no time, no effort. I have this blanket. Oh my God, I've never liked a product more. What is the brand? Oh, my last Google search. I didn't tell, talk about this. Fluffy McClouds. <laughs> it's an ice cream shop in the neighborhood. It's so funny. Like it's a, you walk in and they have a gumball machine filled with lactate. And then they have gelato, all kind of, or maybe just ice cream. Uh, but fun flavors. The pistachio is really great. The mint's really great. And then they sell lottery tickets. We went there last night. It was fun. What was I searching? Oh, sand cloud, I think is what it's called. Sand cloud blanket. It's enormous. I have the party blanket. They have a store in Abbott Kinney, but they sell things online. It's like a quilt. It's sandproof, so it's great for the beach. But I spilled water yesterday, and it's also waterproof. So the water droplets just stay, and you can kind of lift up the fabric and have them roll out. And it didn't get wet. It was really amazing. It is such a good item to have, and I just keep it in the back of my car. So it's always in my trunk fantastic so that's one way that i would recommend to incorporate more place is to be outside also my friend calls my climbing my recess if you can find recess to have for yourself whatever that looks like if that's a walk through the shops in your town if it's yoga acro yoga is very playful they offer that at the gym as well and that's just doing handstands and things like that so if you want something more physically active if you were into crafts, to go take a little scrapbooking class or print out some photos and make them. I think also making collages feels very inner childlike. I make these digitally now. I even made a video about it, like making my 2023 20, mood board. I even made a video of that. I have a video called Vision Board with me, and it's my 2023 mood board. But there's a pottery studio in my neighborhood that a lot of people go to any crafty thing my friend had been my friend is always not begging but always trying to get me to take an art class with him where every single Wednesday we're doing something you know and that could be fun so think of your childlike self and what they enjoyed which I love to play outside and I love to scrapbook so those are why those are the two th first things that came to me I loved playing outside as a kid so try to find a way to do that if you as a kid were more of an indoor cat Maybe there's a computer game that is really fun or playing an instrument. I loved playing the piano as a kid. Think of your childlike self. Think about whatever you're doing when you were eight years old and see how you can incorporate that into your week this week and challenge yourself to try at least one day. Ailey asked, have you ever tried doing auto belay at the rock climbing gym? No. For those that don't know what it is, when I'm talking about rock climbing, I'm not in a harness with a rope I am climbing up walls that are shorter and I'm free climbing them a lot of times when you think of rock climbing someone's in a harness with a rope and they're climbing something very tall the gym that I go to regularly doesn't have those but there are gyms included in my membership that have those you have to take a course I think it's only an hour to get certified in the auto belay but I just don't know if I'm interested yet I'm more interested in rock climbing outside Oh, I want to manifest that for 2024, a rock climbing trip. Marissa wants to know, what was your favorite and least favorite part about design school? 
So for those that don't know, I went to Parsons School of Design in New York, and my favorite part was having little projects to keep my mind active and in that creative headspace where every single week I was thinking of, I mean, every project was so random. You know, find something in your neighborhood that needs rebranding. And there was this hideous hotel on my block. And so I rebranded that. I took a sound class that was really fun and I programmed a flip phone to have guided meditations on it. That was really fun because they're all just so random and creative. And so I love that. My least favorite part about school was if there was a project that I either wasn't inspired by, I mean, what a privilege to get to have just a whole curriculum based on projects, or something that I really liked, and then there was a deadline for it, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm in the flow, I want to keep doing this. So the time limits keep you moving, but sometimes I wanted less or more time for certain things. Julia wants to know, what have you been daydreaming about? Existential daydreams, baby. While listening to Christmas music on the way here, was looking at other cars, <laughs> wondering how many times have they been here? Is this their second time on Earth? Is this their last time on Earth? Are you a new soul or are you an old soul? I'm just making guesses. That's what I was daydreaming about on the ride here. Courtney wants to know my three must-have qualities in a romantic partner. Good heart. Curiosity. And physical attraction. I don't want someone that I just view as a friend. I, if it's a romantic partner, I want to jump your bones. And I need to want to want to jump your bones. Courtney wants to know my big three. I'm a Pisces, Aquarius, Pisces. Courtney also wants to know what my favorite childhood meal was. Calamari and a Caesar salad. We were at any Italian restaurant. That was my order. <laughs> and when I was in preschool, it was either when I was four or five. I can't remember which class. We made pillows. And we had to divide the pillow into nine boxes. So it was a square pillow with nine boxes. And in each box had a different favorite. So favorite food, favorite person, favorite activity. The only ones I remember is for favorite person, I drew my grandpa. <laughs> and for favorite food, I drew calamari and a Caesar salad. We had to present and there were mac and cheese and hot dogs and pizza. And my mom, my mom, <laughs> all these moms. Like, this is my grandpa and this is calamari. <laughs> Just live your truth, you know what I mean? Is what it is. Okay, before I go, I want to challenge you all to find ways to incorporate your inner child into your week. If your days are getting mundane, how can you switch this up? And then ask yourself, do you think it's your first time on earth? I'm curious. Other than that, I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. XOXO, Lexi. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.